You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Prepare yourself. You're on the run with Remzo W. Martinez. All right, folks, we've got Dark Guardian, the neighborhood crime fighter from New York City. Is it so? So, Chris, go ahead and clarify this for me. It's never been about crime fighting. It's always been about bringing awareness to people who are victims of crime, because I feel like when it comes to the real life superhero movement, words that people probably have not heard of in the public sphere for a while, it always goes from are they crazy? Are they vigilantes? Or are they doing something to bring attention to something else? Well, first, I think most of your listeners are going to be going, what the hell are you talking about right now? And yes, I'm Dark Guardian. Uh, more people know me as Chris. Uh, but uh, I'm a what's called a real-life superhero. It's a term that's been around for, for quite a while. Uh, you, you can look it up. But what it is is people who make a heroic identity – And they go out to make a difference in the world like a superhero would, whether it be fighting crime, helping the homeless, doing work within your community, uh, all different types of stuff. And I've freaking done it all. You've you've literally gone up against drug dealers. That was one of the most insane videos I remember. And it was really cool because this was going on at the same time as like the dawn of YouTube. So when you didn't have cat videos – and all the other old school YouTube stars, you had these guys that were putting on masks and everything and doing like these creepy Unabomber videos. But you were the only one actually taking footage of your patrols. And my God, they get tense sometimes. Yeah, I've done a lot of crazy stuff. Been up against gangs of drug dealers, uh, pimps, you know. Bill de Blasio. On the street. <laughs> You know, but I've, I've dealt with a lot of serious stuff. Had my life threatened. People pull a gun, you know, people get in my face, break up big gang fights. You know, it's all, all craziness. Did, did you ever get, get to a point where you're like, you know what? I, I think I'd rather just write a check to a charity or something. I think I'm good. Man, that's just not been the way. There have been days where, like, I know I could likely get killed. And those are the days where I had to go to like gangs of drug dealers and be like, all right, like I'm out for now. <laughs> I'm going to walk <laughs> away because I know there's like 15 of them and like three of, you know, me and like two other guys. I'm like, yeah, this is not a good idea. You know, I- I'm smart enough when, when I do, I do do really crazy stuff. Like I'll walk through the projects by myself and deal with criminals. I, I'm a little crazy, you know, but isn't everyone. I, I tra- yeah, in ways, everybody's a little crazier than the others. You know, not many people put on a costume and go out to fight crime and, and help people. Uh, but <laughs> uh, I'm I'm a little crazy, but I try to do things safe and smart. I'm actually I try to be trained, you know, and, and skilled in what I'm doing. Uh, I've that, that, that's Marco. that's my biggest criticism of a lot of these other uh, real life superhero guys. Like you're the only one that looks like he can genuinely kick some ass. The others, it's it's a bit of a struggle sometimes. I'm yeah, saying that's that very big, politely. Yeah, it's a big problem. Um, and you know, I've taught martial arts most of my life. You know, I've trained. Um, you know, even before I started doing this, I I was training. Uh, I was taking classes. I, I was teaching, and I got involved with this craziness. And I kind of just tried to keep training and keep learning. And man, it's just. It's just like being Batman. Some people doing this like to just throw on a costume or mask and take pictures and photos or walk around their neighborhood a little bit. And, you know, it's fine. Maybe they help some people or maybe they deter a little something. But, man, you got to have training because a situation can happen. So your life and other people's life can be, you know, in the balance at some point. You know, you may have to defend yourself. You may have to defend somebody. Even just helping the homeless can be dangerous. Uh, you ever go up to, you know, a, an emotionally disturbed person, you know, and you don't know how to handle yourself or deal with it, something bad can happen. So you have to be prepared. You have to be skilled, man. It's just like, I look at, are you a Batman fan? 
Oh, absolutely. I'm an American. Of course I am. <laughs> no, I'm literally looking at my Adam West Batman statue to my left as you say that. <laughs> That's beautiful. But uh, but when you look at Batman, Batman trained his essentially since his parents were murdered. He's essentially just trained since then. You know, as a child, he trained and learned and, and went to school and learned all these different skills as a kid. And then I think he, he went on like a, like a five-year journey before coming back to Gotham, just traveling the world and learning all these different arts and martial arts and skills. And I mean, even when he got back to Gotham, he was still like training. I mean, you look at uh, Batman year one, for example, and like he, he got stabbed on his first night out. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, the thing it's, if you're doing dangerous stuff, bad things might happen, hopefully not, but Batman kept training even when he was back, you know, he, he found mentors, he, he learned these skills and he kept developing. And my thing is like, if you're going to be a, you know, I'm doing air quotes in my hands, a real life superhero, uh, cause we're just people dressing up in costumes to be honest, uh, and doing some wild stuff. But, but if you're going to be a real life superhero, I think you need to like live it. You have to try your best to be it. Um, and it's not an easy thing. So, so to kind of, you know, bring people up to our speed right now, um, you were doing this for more than, more than a decade now. I remember the first time I saw one of your videos online, I was in middle school and then you and I connected while I was in college. And now I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm supposed to be a functioning adult now. I just paid my taxes recently. So things have definitely, yeah, it's, it's pain. (laughs) <laughs> but um, try and tr- try and catch our listeners up who might not be familiar with the whole real life superhero movement. It was something that really popped up in the mid 2000s, primarily what, what I think the rise of early social media and things like YouTube and MySpace. And then over the last couple of years, I mean, especially in like a post post 9-11 type of world, it kind of waned as people really began to become disenfranchised of a lot of a lot of different things. I mean, whether you're on the left or on the right, people are disenfranchised with organized religion. They're disenfranchised with their government. They're disenfranchised with each other. It seemed like, you know, the real life superhero movement had a chance to capitalize on a lot of that. Then it kind of just went into, you know, essentially obscurity is, I mean, really the last four or five years, where did it start? Where was its highest point and where is it at now in your view? Well, I guess I'll give a little backstory because I've been there since the beginning with this. I've been doing this about 17 years now. So oh I was there for the God, we are inception. old. Um, yeah, I'm old as hell, but, <laughs> um, but I, I've been there since the beginning and, and it was just a weird thing where, man, I was young. I was 18, 19. And I was like, you know, why hasn't anybody gone out like a superhero? And, you know, like anybody does, they go, they do a search online. Um, and I don't know if Google was even a big thing back then. Um, but, but you, you had on, the internet, though. So we can verify the internet was a thing. Yes, yes. The internet <laughs> was definitely a thing. But um, so I'm searching online and I'm, you know, I come up with like people like Curtis Sliwa, who I had the opportunity to work with uh, quite a while running a chapter of the Garden Angels at one point. Um, not too long ago. Um, but you know, he was like a really good example. There was like a, a Mexican luchador who fought for the people in Mexico. And there was just some like small instances of people dressing up and doing stuff, but there wasn't a real community. It wasn't a movement. And, uh, a couple people just on some random blog talking about the idea, just all started posting on there and talking together. And this is like before social media was a thing. So we were literally discussing on a random person's blog and um, we started going out and doing it and it just started catching steam and, and it really grew from there. There were some people taking real action. Of course, there's a lot of posers and just people talking about it or wanting to do it. Or like you said, people putting on bizarre masks and making creepy videos on uh, who, YouTube. Who was, who was the one guy in Louisiana, Master Legend? Um, Master Legend. He's in Florida. Oh, Florida. He, he, he was originally from Louisiana. You're pretty good. Um, I remember a few things. I, okay, here, here's my thing about him. I need you to clarify this with me. I could never tell whether he was just super serious and the whole thing was real 
or if it was like, you know, one of those animal planet mermaid documentaries where it looked so real, it was actually meant to trick you. Where, where, where was he? He really is somewhere in the middle, man. Like I used to fight with him back in the day, but this guy, master legend, it, it, this, this crazy dude. Um, Folks, I'm going to provide a, a link to photos and everything in the show notes so you can catch up with us later. Yeah, but, uh, Master yeah, Legend, amazing, entertaining as hell. Um, in fact, almost had a show on Amazon. He did do a pilot for them that was part of their pilot series. You can probably find it somewhere on the internet. I would, the Master- watch, the sh- I would watch the shit out of that. Do you know how popular he would be now in the age of Tiger King? I I know. And Amazon did not pick it up, but if they aired at least the, the pilot episode, so you can find that out there. He is this crazy dude out in Florida who runs around and he helps people. This guy generally helps a ton of people. He'll go out and if there's like, you know, like a crack dealer or somebody, he'll just like fight them. This guy is no joke. Like he's, he's slightly out of his mind, but that just makes him more amazing. And a comparison to Tiger King is like outstanding. HBO did a documentary called Superheroes uh, that got some attention. Master Legend is one of the people in it. And I'm in it as well, but they get Master Legend going on the streets. Master Legend does like to kick back, uh, you know, a beer or two, you know, maybe possibly on patrol at times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys got to check it out, though. He, he's a great dude. Um, I met him once. Uh, I gave him a handshake, a hug. Uh, you know, I, I consider him a friend. I think he's a great person. Was it the he's crossover you imagined? Um, yeah, I've heard some stories. I didn't spend a lot. I didn't have the chance to spend a lot of time with him, but it was very good to meet him, man. And was, I have nothing but positive feelings towards the man. He's slightly out of his mind, but that makes him even better. I respect him more that way. In, in, uh, in, in like a weird sense, it's like, you know, if you're going to be that eccentric, you might as well, you know, use it for something good. Yeah, and he's done a lot of good, you know, and he just, man, he gives. He gives and he gives. And, and that's what's impressive about a lot of the people who do the real work, man. They give. These are people volunteering their time to, to either hand out food and supplies to the homeless, to keep, keep watch around their neighborhood, to actually step up to actual criminals, to volunteer for charities, to, to simply do things just like clean up garbage, man. They're just doing it their free time and they're just trying to promote heroism and doing good. And, and it's stuff we need more of in, in a world of the uh, Kardashians and whatever the crap is online, man. Just people making stupid videos all the time. And it's people actually going out and trying to. And uh, so, yeah, it, it's a weird movement, man. And Wait, it kind of grew over the years and became popular and popular and then started getting on the news um in the newspapers magazines it kind of blew up for a little while there, there was a period where it, it seems like there was somebody else you know jumping in their pinto with a mask like every other week and like every major city was getting at least some some masked person saying they were going to start patrolling the streets yeah we, we were having it people were actually out doing it um, how much, I'm not sure. How effective, I'm not sure. But there did, people... that, did that ever concern you, though? That maybe oh. it, was, it was, you know, maybe some of these people with good intentions, sane and a little insane, might be getting themselves in situations where they might get hurt? Yes, always. I, I always felt that way. I was always worried about it. It's just like, man, and I, try to, I try to tell people now, like, like you probably shouldn't do it. <laughs> um, you might not want to, or maybe you need a lot of training and a lot of experience to do things like this. And, you know, and, and it's, I guess, hard coming for me, a person who throws on a costume and goes out up against criminals, but I just, well, I mean, I, I throw the same argument to like a lot of these extreme preppers, like, you know, right now <laughs> people are buying guns and canned food and toilet paper and spam. Like it's going out of style, but I, I always find it really funny. I'll, I'll go down uh, South to Lynchburg, Virginia, uh, once or twice a month and I'll, I'll I'll see some of my friends who are like they're they're ready for doomsday whether it's zombies or aliens or you know a red dawn scenario and they've got all the guns they've got all this stuff but it's like okay you never shoot your your non-perishables are barely edible 
all your plans involve you and all these other people. You barely trust meeting up in the woods and stuff. It's like, you know, I see where it's like you're halfway there, but like your mindset isn't there because that would involve actual effort. That's the problem, the actual effort. But that's what anything I feel like. Everybody wants to be something. Everybody wants to be someone. But do they really want to put in the work and the time and the effort? Usually not. Uh, I, I get people, I, I get these kids that will, uh, they'll, they'll email me every once in a while. And I was, I was a freelance journalist for like two and a half years. And by that, I mean, it was mall cop by night journalist by day. And they, they would ask me, it's like, Hey, you know, I want to do what you're doing. I want to start a podcast. I want to go out and report stories. What do you do? And I'm like, well, um, do you have a phone? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, just record everything you see when you go somewhere where do you want to go? I want to go here and I want to report on that. It's like, okay, better start hitchhiking or get a car or bike there. And it's like, Oh, I don't want to do that. I'm like, well, I mean, you asked me what to do. And then the the conversation fizzles when it, when they realize, Oh, I actually have to put more than two, two thoughts together and get something done. Yeah. I think it's the problem with everything, you know, and it's, it's of course within a community of real life superheroes, people who put on costumes and fight crime and help people. It's, People just want to, I don't know, they want a pat on the back. They want uh, some notoriety, hope to make it in like a newspaper or an article or something. And and it's just like, I guess they don't understand that you have to put in the real work, the actual training, the effort. It, I don't, it's a weird community, man. And I know there's a lot of communities about all different niche things, but this has got to be one of the weirdest ones. Oh, dude, you need to see libertarians. <laughs> 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 oh god that, that's a whole other thing but I, I i am curious like um a majority of what you did was primarily going on these nightly patrols what would you say the average patrol was night as dark guardian uh for me the average patrol is pretty boring uh, i'd say the majority of the time um and you know i kind of learned as i went up and, uh, and did it a lot of it was just walking around, checking out these areas, you know, but you learn like, all right, like I really have to be a little more focused. Let me look at the the crime, you know, the patterns that are happening. Let me look at the crime blot. Let me look at this. So I start getting into a little bit more. All right. These are where things are happening. Let me get out there. This is where this is happening. Let me get out there. Uh, you start seeing particular problems. You start seeing particular issues. And so now you find your areas and then you kind of go into these areas and now you're going to have a little more action, a little more things to work on and more things you're deterring. And it's, it's for me, I would call it focused action because it takes time to actually figure out where the problems are and what those problems are. And then you have to go out more to, to do, do something very specific to combat that problem. It's uh, cause I, I used to, when I first started, I was just going out and just walking around different neighborhoods. I was like, let me check out this place. Let me go so here. Let me go was there. It your neighborhood or did you go somewhere else? Man, I went all over the place. Um, oh, uh, so you yeah, really I, didn't care if the neighbors saw you? I, I don't think I would do it directly in my area like that. But I, uh, I, I feel I would be like extremely self-conscious at first, being completely honest. Yeah, definitely. Well, it depends what you're wearing and, and what you're doing exactly. You know, some people do crazy costumes. I just look a little out of the ordinary. Some people, you're like, what is going on? You know? Some people go out with like a black ski mask and it's like, what are you doing? You're going to get arrested. You're going to scare people. Don't do that. Um, that actually, you know, that, that kind of brings a question to my mind. You, you never covered your face. I mean, that was one thing. I think when we talked a few years ago about that, you did that really for a specific reason. What was that? Well, I initially did, but it didn't last very long. Uh, and what you find out is that you're wearing a mask. People are going to wonder what the hell you're up to. Um, police are, don't really like people wearing masks. So they're going to have a problem with that. They're going to be like, what the hell are you doing? Who are you? You know, uh, you're going to possibly scare people. Uh, but I like to show who I am and what I'm doing. I think it's just more conducive to doing the work and doing the job. Um, People are willing to trust you a little bit more. I'm not going to scare people. I'm less likely to get stopped by the police. So, you know, it's, it's all for a reason. Yeah. Um, there was, 
shit. I'm trying to remember his name. There, there was this one dude I remember. Uh, what was his name? Tothian. He kept he kept messaging me and he kept saying, "Oh, I'm, I'm like this shadow ninja special forces guy, and he, I'm I'm going out, and you don't understand the real life superhero movement." It's like you know, guys like that. I could totally see, you know, especially if they get out in the in the public eye. I, I could totally see that making hard for you. I mean, making things difficult for you and what you do. Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different people, man. And there's everybody who claims this claims that, uh, you know, it's, it's weird, man. I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know how to feel about it anymore. I, I've hit a weird point in doing this weird thing in the first place where I'm just, I'm stepping back a little bit and I'm focused on my training and I'm going to come back to it a little bit. I'm sick and tired of doing the online crap, man. Cause it's like I said, a niche community, weird community, man. There's a lot of people who just want to throw on a costume get a pat on the back, walk around their neighborhood a little bit, hand on a sandwich to somebody and be called a superhero. My thing is you live it, man. You, you, you try your best to be the embodiment of what a superhero would be. So it's, like I said, a weird community, man. There's people who, who are writing and publishing books about being real life superheroes and, you know, it, it's, it's odd, man. I, I think it's like, do, do you feel it's become more of a novelty and people have missed like the actual reason why this started to begin with? I think you hit the nail on the head, man. It's become more of a novelty and more of a, uh, not a status thing, man. I think people just latch onto things because they want to be involved with something and feel a part of something and feel like they are someone, even if they don't do much. And I think that's very much what real life superheroes have become. It's not necessarily about the work. It's not the way it was intended to start. It's become almost like a little social club in a sense. And man, I, I just, it, it is something weird attracts a lot of different people and it's riddled with people with mental illness. Oh, speak, speaking of that, I, I want to get your opinion on this. I know that you have your own podcast, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you did an episode about this. One dude who was, I, I know he wrote a book about himself, uh, Phoenix Jones. That dude, what, growing up, I thought that dude was actually really cool because he had the full, like, Turbo Man, get up, what have you. And then I saw a video of him like macing somebody and apparently now he was like dealing drugs or some craziness like that. What happened with him? Because I know when that happened, a lot of other people in this whole thing started kind of disappearing because they were like, Oh crap. Like I don't want to be within like arm's distance of that dude. Tragic story of Phoenix Jones. Phoenix Jones is most certainly the most famous real life superhero ever. Uh, he he was a, a cult-like figure within his uh, hometown of Seattle. Uh, like, you know, he people knew him. He, he's like, uh, you know, like in New York, they had like the naked cowboy or this or that. Like in Seattle, they had Phoenix Jones. Um, okay. And Phoenix Jones fought crime. He did a lot of real stuff, man. Um, I never got along with him because he embellished a lot. He came into this lying about a lot of things and makes up a lot of stories, but the guy was, was really, he was an MMA fighter, uh, in great shape. He, he could fight well. He, he talked the talk and in many ways he looked like he was actually walking the walk. That was what was impressive about it. He was, he was, he was in a lot of ways. I think he got swept up, uh, cause he got really freaking famous. Like he, like I said, he was a cult like figure in Seattle, but but even nationwide, he, he, did a, he did a full segment on Fox News in costume, and they gave him like twenty minutes. The president <laughs> got twenty minutes of straight talking time most weeks. Yeah, man, he he was very big, man, he, and he like it's because he did take real action and he was capable and he had had a strong team behind him a lot of the time. Uh, he just got, I think, swept up in the fame of it all, and. You know, he started kind of like staging stuff when things slowed down, I think. And I think he was banking on doing like a reality show and this and that. And just it just didn't pan out. But but how do you go from doing all of that and being like the Batman of Seattle and then you're selling drugs to kids? 
I'm not saying he did that specifically. I don't know the full case of it, but I know that he was actually charged with the possession and distribution of, of like real hardcore narcotics. Yeah. He, he was, he was known for selling drugs, which is the weird thing. So that uh, was a thing. That later, was like, Oh, oh my towards God. Towards the end, towards the end, it was a thing and it wasn't super uncommon. If you're like new, the, I guess if we were in the party scene or whatever it was, you probably knew who he was and that he sold drugs. Um, he just spiraled downwards, man. You know, it was uh, drug use himself. Oh, wow. That definitely spiraled uh, things really downward. I think he went through, you know, you know, a divorce or breakup or whatever it was. And it just, uh, it just, just spiraled downwards, man. He, all his, his whole team left him because of his behavior. Uh, it's just a sad, sad story. A guy who used to fight crime and go against drug dealers and, you know, stand up wound up getting arrested for selling drugs. It's, it's sad to see, you know, and I kind of, you know, as many problems as I have with the guy, I hope he just straightens his stuff out. That's yeah. I mean, stuff like that, that was when that was around the time where it's like, it got really, really big again. And then when that whole thing happened, the it's like everything got kind of quiet online. And I know before that he had gotten into some trouble. Like he, he, he was macing somebody or like bear spraying them, or he, he was like pepper spraying some woman. And then he got like beat up by her boyfriend or something. And at that point, I think I remember seeing that video in like 2016, 2017. And then I was like, Oh, this isn't, this isn't going well from here. Yeah. It kind of didn't pan out the way he thought, uh, it's not an easy thing to, I guess, always have positive stuff happen or always be full of action. And it's not an easy thing, man. And he wasn't exactly honest about everything and he wasn't very humble. Uh, he had quite an ego on him and it just didn't pan out, man. Uh, what did, what did other people in the real life superhero community have to say about that? Because things got, kind of quiet a lot of the chat forums i would monitor to kind of see what was going on with you guys got kind of stale it seemed like people were just kind of disappearing it was kind of like i don't know it was kind of like an end game type moment to to use the cliches well i think it's a little twofold i think it brought actually brought a couple people out of the woodworks um you know who'd who'd been around haven't been involved too much this weird community kind of has changed over the last few years. Uh, it's become very, I guess, homogenous is the way I would describe it. It's everybody kind of just follow and do things these way and be a little safer about things and don't do too much and just follow this little social order, I guess. And it just became like a land of like, don't do too much. And it just was never intended to be that. I think... You think it's because they were kind of scared, kind of seeing what was going on with some of the other folks? I think partially, but I think just it goes back to the same thing we were talking about before. Nobody wants to put in the work. You know, who, who in their right mind voluntarily wants to go out and put their lives in danger? Like no pay, no perks, no nothing. Like who, who wants to do that regular, like with your free time? How many people want to do that? Yeah, I mean, it, that kind of says it itself. Maybe like volunteer firefighters, you know what I'm saying? Like those are like the only people that come to mind or, you know, volunteer police officers. Like there's only like other people that come to mind when I think of that. Like not many people do. Yeah, but even that's like, you know, I don't even, I, I know people who don't even like volunteering at their church. I, I know people, oh, here, here's a fun story. I was, uh, I, I went to Liberty University and one of the requirements to graduate is you have to conduct like 40 hours of community service every semester. So you accomplished like, you know, hundreds of hours by the time you graduated. It was a graduation requirement. And I remember I, it's not that I had a problem with volunteering. It's that I had a problem with being told I had to volunteer. And then I was only allowed to volunteer at certain places. And then even just doing that, it, it just for a lot of people, afterwards i know that they never volunteered for anything again it's like they just got bad taste in their mouth and they just didn't want to do it so you know you've got a large segment of society that's just 
completely avoidant because unless they're getting something directly out of it, they don't want to do it. You've got another chunk of society that just had a bad experience. And then you've got some people where it's like, it's either they're all in or they're all out. It seems like when it comes to even civil action of any kind, we live in a society of people that want to appear like they're doing a lot, but they don't. And that's a crying shame because every city has people who are going out and doing nice things, who are doing good things for other people. But when it comes to things like homeless outreach, I mean, no one wants to do that. When it comes to, you know, um, anti-drug programs, I mean, it seems like a lot of people have just given up on that. It, It just seems like that spirit, that excitement that was visible with like the early days of the realized superhero movement. It's just, it's, it's not really visible from an outsider's perspective. Yes, that's understandable. There's still a community there. Um, I'm kind of separating myself from it. I think it's time for something a little different, a little new um, with, like I said, man, I just, it, it is not the best community to be involved in. Uh, there's a lot of people with mental illness. There's a lot of people who don't do much. There's people without training. Uh, there's people with no foreseeable skills that are trying to do this. I'm like, like, but there are some really good people doing it. Who, who are some are, other people that are active right now? Um, the only person I see doing anything is you. Uh, there's some people out there. I think out of the old school people, there's, there's not a lot of people left still doing it. Um, I might be the longest running technically real life superhero out there. Um, I think people like master legend have probably been doing this before me. Uh, but that was like before the real life superhero community existed. Um, but I've been doing it since technically, you know, day zero, I guess. And, um, a lot of the people who've done it are just gone. And I get it. You move on. Some people gave a lot of years to this. this is, I'm doing it 17 years is a long time to do anything. That's a whole person. That, that is, <laughs> that's, that's almost an adult. Almost. Almost. Um, but man, it's, it's not an easy thing to stay with. And like you said, a lot of people are all in or all out. And I've seen so many great people come in and, and they're like, I'm going to do this. Man, I witnessed people who quit their job and like just start doing this like all the time. And then they don't last because they need a job and they need to that's, figure out That's kind life. of an important thing. I know, but it, it, I've seen things like that happen. And man, it's just, I don't know. And there's a lot of people who like to talk a big game yet have done very little in it and it's you know it's like anything else there is but it's just gonna be consistent work and i'm not always mr like i'm active all the time you know i've had spans where i was like yo man life is tough right now i'm gonna have to take the next six months not doing anything i don't think anyone would hold that against you that's just life yeah that's life man you know i've i've lost my job for doing this real life superhero thing (laughs) like like i'm serious like i've been through it with this man i was doing you you gotta tell us about that you gotta talk to us about that what happened well i'm doing real you know as as a real life superhero i do anti-gang stuff um and you know and I, i get fed up with gangs and the horrible things they do and man like i i will literally just openly talk about these gangs and how they're a problem and how they're a menace Man, and, and just I'm very open and honest about it, man. And I post videos and I post things online about it. And uh, my employer at the time got wind that, you know, saw a video of me, me talking, and, you know, about like, you know, against against a particular gang. And they were like, oh, man, I don't know. I don't think, you know, we can't keep you on, you know, you know, for, for safety reasons. I'm like, really? And this is like a business, you know, it's like I get it in one way, but it's just like man, these people are fake as hell. They pretend to care about people, you know, communities, this and that. And then it's just like, man, you're going to fire me because I, I talked about anti-gang stuff. I'm like, all right, I get it. You want me to take it down? I'll take it down, you know, whatever video or post. And like, no, you know, they're just a bunch of corporate bitches, to be honest. Um, and that's the way people are. It's not that they genuinely care. Everything comes from a goddamn corporate mindset. And man, this is becomes like almost a political conversation, but man, this is the way most people are. It's not that you give a shit about people. It, it's, you care about what you look like. You care about what, what is fine for your corporation or fine for your, for your bottom line. 
It's, it's, it's not about life. It's not about people anymore. I, I've got a, I've got a friend who does, does radio and stuff. And he was talking about the effect of social media on individuals. And he's like, you know, we've really separated ourselves into two planes of thought Two, two planes of thought. It's like you've got the real world where you can have a conversation of somebody. And even if it's on like a contentious topic or something, they're going to sound like rational people. And most, more likely than not, they'll be respectful about it. And then you go online and it's like, as he puts it, the lizard brain jumps out and it's just vulgarity, racism, you know, just Carol Baskin jokes. Like it just gets real demented real fast. And I feel like we we really try and separate ourselves from the world while wanting everything out of it. It's like, and not not to talk politics, but it's like you know, with with the with the pandemic that's going on at the time of recording this, you know, I had a lot of people that were really happy to get the the twelve hundred dollar checks, and it's like, you know what, this is a situation where even I, someone who who is usually against a lot of government intervention on things, I was like, you know what? These people are out of work and it's not their fault. They had, they did nothing wrong. Their employers didn't do anything wrong. I would rather them get money than it go to like Boeing or a bank or something. But then, you know, they get the money and now it's, now people are having the discussion. Well, when's the next one coming? And then how much is that going to be? And how much more can we get? And it's like people for all of this, we had to print it. Yeah, you got cash now, but we had to go ahead and print trillions of dollars. And for anyone that has money in savings, that just means that the value of your dollar is less. And then we go ahead and we look around our communities and it's like, oh, I, I wish this could get better. I wish the schools would be better. I wish there was more integrity at the polling places. I wish that our streets were cleaner. And then you just constantly hear this. And it's like, you know, you could do something about it. And then it comes off as, well, somebody else will do it. We want everything, but we don't want to do anything. Well, you hit on a lot of stuff there. Um. <laughs> I don't sleep much. I pontificate on a lot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. I guess it's social media world is, I think, a big thing, man. It's changed everything. Nobody's real anymore. It's hard to find people who talk real. And even those people who you know, claim to give you real talk are putting on a persona for it. And it's just like everybody chooses a weird side on stuff and I'm just sick of it, dude. I'm on, I'm on Facebook today. I'm just deleting people off my friends list, deleting you, deleting you. And it's just like, everybody's like, you know, one way or the other, man, nobody sees things as normal anymore. Everything's left. Everything's right. You know, everything's anti this or pro this. And it's just like, common sense is gone in this world, man. But even though you're saying that and, you know, at face value, it might sound like you're in kind of a, you know, down space. I'm hearing this is more of a positive thing because as you mentioned earlier, you're kind of stepping back to refocus on yourself. I I see that as an incredibly positive thing because when we begin to lose ourselves to things or to other people or something, and we begin to kind of lose focus on what's going on. The best thing we can do sometimes is step back and say, I I have to, I have to push out all the poison. I've got to refocus on what's right. And I think you're doing, I I think you're making a good decision with that because when you come back in whatever you want to do, it's going to be so much bigger. Yeah. Thank you. It's, I guess I need to take, I charge $60 for that. That's a counseling session, right? Oh God. (laughs) Please continue. It's just, I've been around, you know, like I said, people with mental illness, people who, who have no skills, people don't know what they're doing, you know, kids, you know, wanting to do this. Uh, God, we just found uh, somebody who is a pedophile who's been around for years and has been online nice. offering to mentor little kids in doing this. Like, like no. people who are doing this. It, like, we're finding sick stuff. I just had some freaking weirdo who I knew um, challenging me to a street fight since somebody I haven't talked to for like seven years. It's just like, dude, I, it's just bizarre. I, I think there's a lot of mental illness. There's a lot of sick people based around this. Um, and the people who are like somewhat normal just feel like they're sitting on like a throne of like messed up people and they feel like really cool and they have some type of status. Wow. It's like you just um, described politics. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, but it's, 
it's very much, it's every freaking community, man. That's what you have. And, and for me, this is more of a personal thing. And, and I believe in the idea. I believe in it as a movement, but man, what it is now for me is garbage. Okay. So, um, I, so I've got, I've got something to throw at you. I want, I want to see where you stand at this. Let's go. Does, does dark guardian need the real life superhero movement? Or does the real life superhero movement need Dark Guardian, or are they not mutually exclusive? I don't think it's exclusive uh, at all. Uh, I am who I am, and this is the thing with me, man. I'm I'm Chris. I'm Chris Pollock. You know, I'm also the Dark Guardian. You know, that this is all part of who I am. There's people who do this who are like, I am, you know, Super Night Ninja Dave. That's, that's probably say. copyrighted. Um, that's a pretty cool name, I like it. but. Um, <laughs> Super Night Ninja Dave is kind of like almost like a separate thing from, you know, who, who Carl really is, you know? Well, it's like divorced um, 40-year-old moms on TikTok. Oh, God, don't even It's like It's TikTok. like you're not that person at work. Oh, stop it. I don't want to talk I know, about Karen, that. you're single and you want to mingle, but the 19-year-olds staring at you online are not going to be your customers. And when they are, that's when things get awkward. <laughs> but, um, uh, but oh man, you threw me off a little there. But it's gonna get deep, folks. Hang on. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm getting back there. I'm getting back there. It's coming. Deep but breathing. deep breathing. It's not mutually exclusive, and I think people have trouble separating who they are from this. And it's just like, this is who I am. And these are the things I do. And I definitely don't need the real life superhero community or movement or idea because I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to be myself. But on the other hand, I, they don't need me. That This idea doesn't need me. It, it's, I've just been a small part of it. Um, it'll continue with or without me. It doesn't matter. I think for me, my next move is, is to create a better culture and community um, based around it. But I, but I think more focused on people with, with training, with skills, uh, maybe helping other people build skills and develop the training and, and learn things to actually do it rather than just throw on a costume and run around. Um, do, do you think it's more mindset or do you think it's more results? Like if if somebody just wants to get involved, do you care that they do more and that they're doing more good for people? Or do you care that they're more prepared for the things that might come with it? It's a little bit of both, man. Um, It's a little bit of both. You can be the most trained person in the world, but if you're not taking action, like what, what did you train for? What did, what did you spend all those hours, all those months, years training for? If you're not going to actually use it. Um, So that's a hard one. I can't give a real answer on that. Cause if you're not taking yeah. action, you're, you're not doing anything. It, it, it's like, you, you know, I had, I got into a discussion of somebody the other day and they were like, name, name a company or a person you don't like. And, and for this, I'm not going to use the examples I use, but it's like, imagine the worst person on earth who had like, I don't know, let's say a million dollars and he used it to buy food for like a village in Africa or something. And he did it because he wants the attention. Is that still okay? Because people got food out of it, despite the fact that the intentions weren't there. So I think some people would say yes. And and maybe it's because I'm pessimistic, but even in that situation, I'd be like, well, at least he's not twerking on TikTok, asking for people to subscribe to their OnlyFans accounts. At least he's actually doing something which is a net positive, even though his heart isn't there. And, I, and my, my answer for that was, well, eventually he's just going to fizzle out and people aren't going to care because he wasn't doing it because he wanted to. He was doing it because he wanted attention. So they're going to be willing to do literally anything for attention. So it's, it's really kind of a moot point. Yeah, at least something positive got done at the end of the day, you know, and, and that's fine. I, I don't mind that. I don't ever dissuade people from doing good. And, you know, people who know me or, or listen to me, hear me harp on like, yo, you need to be trained. You need to be physically fit. You need to know self-defense. You need to know how to deal with people. You know, you need to take real serious action, you know, but that 
I say that, I harp on that, and I say a lot of people probably shouldn't be real superheroes. You'd probably do a lot of good not doing this. Um, but, but if you're doing something positive, I don't want you to stop doing something positive. What I'd like for is people to get more trained, more serious, more organized. And I think when we, we develop a culture and an actual community of skilled people, fit people, people who are mentally sound and intelligent, um, you're going to actually yield much, much greater results in the long term. And that's a harder thing to do. And you need people who are skilled and people who are knowledgeable to actually bring those people together and then help have everybody kind of work together. And it's just, it's a very complicated and tough thing. And I'm sure you know it from your time in politics, how difficult that can be. Yeah, it's a lot like dealing with psychopaths on a daily basis. <laughs> I do do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to deal with less of that. That's the goal. What, what burned me out was I, I, I began to justify the actions of other people when I knew very, very deeply that it was, it was not right no matter what. And it, it got to the point where it's like my heart was in it. And then it's like, okay, I'm stuck here. So I might as well try and work for some good people and maybe I'll have some fun with it. And then that wasn't working. That was like, okay, well, you know, I need a job. So as long as they pay me, maybe I'll make sure that I don't call their wife by their mistress's name. And, oh my God, this is just getting out of control. I need to flee to the other end of the state. And I, I don't tell people not to get involved in politics, Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, whatever. But what I say is you, you can't give so much of yourself to something that you completely lose who you are as a result. And that's why I think, you know, for whether, whether it's a movement of, you know, because of one person who inspired you or something else, good ideas are good ideas and they come back over time and they always just need a spark to reignite. So with, with that in mind, do you think that the real life superhero movement is over? Do you think this is a phase and something better will happen? Where, where's it at? Where do you see it going? If anywhere? I think it's still viable. I just, I, I think in so many ways it is over. I think it's been destroyed. Um, I think it's become something pathetic when you have like people claiming all these like groups and teams all around the world. And meanwhile, it's like one person who like holds up like a sign protesting uh, climate change. Like that's like a real life superhero team. I'm like, this isn't working out guys. Um, It's literally the real true life story. Um, But you know, and, and they have teams of people that don't exist. It's just really bizarre, man. And, and it, it it's done in, in so many ways. Um, but I just, the idea is not going to ever be done. I think the current existing community, in my eyes, is dead. Dead. But I think, you know, things can rise from those ashes and something better can come along. Um, it, probably called the same thing, but I, I think a, a new community is going to happen. I think a new group of people are going to come around and, and I think things are going to change, man. You know, things go in cycles and uh, this could very well be the beginning of a new one. I'm hoping some point soon. Are, are you happy it happened to begin with? Like yeah, overall, I, I, would you say it was a net positive despite everything? Like even though this stuff happened, it's better that it happened than not because I know for me, for me, for example, I mean, you know, I, I, I think that for a lot of people who are within my age demographic, we were kids when nine 11 happened. And then we found out that a lot of the big players in the world weren't necessarily as cool as we thought they were. And then Bill Cosby turned out to be a rapist and things got weird and Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. So to see anything, even eccentric, even a little bit out there to see anything positive and courageous to a degree, at least for me as a, as, as a kid online trying to see people do things that I wish there was more of, I at least think it was a net positive. I, I'd like to think so. Do you mean 
as the whole movement? Uh, do you mean yeah. to me personally? If, if you could, if you could Thanos snap it out of existence, like those people never did anything and never happened and never got big, would you do it or would you let it stay the course? No, I, I think a lot of people got helped. A, a lot of, a lot of good was done. Definitely. I, I think, I think it's a net positive. Definitely. Um, good things happened. Uh, people were helped. Uh, I, I think there's a lot more positive than negative that goes along with this hundred percent. It's just my weird involvement and struggle in it is, is a little different, but it's definitely a positive thing. So no one's getting Thanos snapped into ashes. No. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think, I think this is just another chapter in the the niche history of a rather interesting American subculture. And Chris, I think whether it's as Dark Guardian or you as just a regular citizen, I think you're going to continue to do great things. Thank you, man. It means a lot. So I know you said you're stepping back from social media, but if anyone wants to reach out, catch your stuff, see some of the awesome things you've done and will do in the future because you've got a great future always. How can they do so? You can look me up on Facebook. Uh, I have all the social media things. Um, I'll answer messages and stuff. If you like my page and you message me, uh, I'm pretty active on Facebook. Just search dark guarding. You'll probably find it. I think it's the tag is dark guardian S H. Um, that's also happens to be my Instagram, Dark Guardian SH, my Twitter, Dark Guardian SH, as in superhero. Um, yeah, you could probably find me on, uh, what else? What else is there? Snap? I haven't got a Snapchat, oh. Dark Guardian NYR. Is there, is there a Dark Guardian TikTok for all the 40 year old single moms out there? Well, I'm 35 <laughs> years old. So I don't think it's appropriate for me to go on a platform where there's like a bunch of 12 year old kids. Um, so no, there's no TikTok for dark garden. Man, on, really- on like a serious note as a full-time professional social media coordinator and I have everything. I think TikTok is the most evil platform that has ever. Oh my God. I think it is the literal devil. I, I just, it's bizarre. I don't quite get it. You can call me old or whatever it is. I just, I have no need to go on a social media platform to lip sync songs and like act out weird things. Like I'm on social media to share ideas and actions and things I do. That is just, I, I get it for kids cause they're having fun, but like, I do not understand why, like you said, why are there 40 year old people on there? I, j- I don't get it in any way, shape or form. And we'll leave it at that, folks. Chris, God bless you. (laughs) Godspeed. It's great talking to you as always. Thank you so much, man. Have a great day. You too. Talk to you later. Bye. shows and more from the We Are Libertarians network at wearelibertarians.com.